0: Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos comic book club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is a podcast where I answer the question, what am I reading this week? This week I've got the Disney Afternoon Giant, number one, from IDW. Now this takes me back. I grew up in the 80s and I grew up watching the Disney Afternoon, which was a block of cartoons uh, throughout the weekday. Uh, It was the Disney Afternoon it featured... Uh, DuckTales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, all those amazing uh, cartoons from my youth. I have really fond memories of those simpler times, watching these cartoons without a care in the world. So when I saw that IDW was publishing this Disney afternoon giant, I had to pick it up off the shelf. I saw number two on the shelf, actually, and then I asked my comic shop, Can you track down issue number one for me? And they did, so this is what I'm reviewing this week. It has two stories. One, a DuckTales story, and two, a Chippendale Rescue Rangers story. Story one is DuckTales, Rightful Owners, Part One, Many Happy Returns. Writer Warren Spector, artist Lionel Castellani, Jose Mazzaroli, and Magic Eye Studios. Colorist Braden Lamb and letterer Daron Bennett. Story two, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Worldwide Rescue, Part One, writer Ian Brill, artist Lionel Castellani, colorist Jake Myler, and letterer Jason Arthur. Oh, and cover by James Silvani. He's really cool. I really liked his work on the Darkwing Duck comic. Plus, he's really cool to follow on Instagram. So overall, let me just say I loved this book. It was so much fun, well-drawn, just beautiful to look at, great stories, really takes me back so I'm obviously looking at this book with rose tinted glasses through the haze of nostalgia and it did take me there it was a very nostalgic comic book let's check out each other's stories so first it's a DuckTales story rightful owners in short if you don't know about DuckTales I weep for you but in general what it's about is Scrooge McDuck Huey Dewey, and Louie going throughout adventures through the world well that's how it was back in my day anyway The story starts off with Scrooge McDuck parachuting into a museum where there is a congregation ready to enter the exhibit A Lifetime of Adventure, The Scrooge McDuck Collection. So the citizens of Duckburg want to come in and see all of the riches and treasures that that Scrooge has accumulated throughout the years. One of his detractors, John D. Rockerduck, is there to poo-poo the whole thing. I think there's a missed opportunity here because there's often these wordplay names and this is John D. Rockerduck. I would have really thought it would be John D. Rockerducker because obviously it's a play on John D. Rockefeller. Anyway, what's interesting about the story is that as Scrooge goes through his different exhibits and talks about the amazing treasures he's collected. You know, this is so out of time nowadays because here is like a wealthy adventurer capturing artifacts from all over the world and bringing him to his private collection. Scrooge McDuck has been around since, what, the thirties? Maybe the forties? And back in those days, it was perfectly fine for this uh, westerner to be traipsing all over the world and uh, liberating artifacts from the natives to bring back to his private collection. Nowadays, that doesn't really fly. And I got a sense of that as he's as he's boasting about this treasure and that treasure, and I traded a candy bar for this, and I outsmarted this person or that person for it. There's a little digression about uh, Launchpad's about to crash his his airplane and and all of that, but then we get back to the to this sort of like modern thinking of do we have the right to quote liberate artifacts from other cultures? Webigail is engaging in a game of Ducks in Danger, get it D&D? She changes the, the game to, they beg for the return of the artifacts you've taken from his people. Huey Doo and Louie object, return the artifacts, what are you talking about, we spent weeks of game time collecting them. Webby responds, that's the problem, D&D adventures are always about taking things that don't belong to you, that's what Uncle Scrooge did to get all the stuff at the museum, it isn't right. So this is the modern thinking about, yeah, uh, why take things that are not yours? Why hoard them in a museum? They don't belong to you. They're cultural artifacts that don't belong to you. Huey, Dewey and Louie are convinced after reading the Junior Woodchuck's manual that, yeah, you shouldn't take stuff from other people, other cultures. So then they go off to convince Uncle Scrooge, hey, why don't you return those artifacts? He doesn't take it very well. Have you lost your minds? Return everything I've collected over the years. He gets spurned by his competitor, John D. Rockerduck, that Rockerduck is going to return his ill-gotten artifacts and challenges Scrooge to return his as well. So a really interesting plot here where it had always been about adventuring and collecting and uh, taking these artifacts. And now here's an adventure where they're going to return everything. Now there is a twist to it all. Someone's in the shadows watching all of this, and Rocker Duck does not have the most altruistic reasons for returning the artifacts, but we'll see what that's all about in issue number two. The second story is Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, Worldwide Rescue Part One. Quick synopsis of the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, they're a team of international adventurers led by Chip and Dale. With Gadget Hack Wrench, Monterey Jack, and Zipper. Full disclosure, I think Gadget Hack Wrench was my first crush back in the day. The story starts off with a flashback of Gadget and her father and the time that she used her budding inventing acumen to rescue her dad when they fell in the river. I like this part because it's in sort of sepia tones. Designating the past. We come back to the present and there's a beautiful shot of the rangers in the ranger plane. A two-page spread full of adventure and a montage of characters. I love that. I need that poster on my wall. I thought the narrative was a little disjointed in this story. They kept jumping through different points in time. The past, the, the present, a side story... But it's not too bad, because I guess the comic is aimed at kids or old-timers with nostalgia like me. And, and you'll get it. It's just that I saw that it went back and forth in a few areas. And I, th- I think, or I wish they would have used the sepia tone colorization to make it a little bit more obvious when you went back in time. They really only did that during Gadget's flashback. They should have done that also with um, Monterey's flashbacks. And basically all the animals of the world are going crazy! Hmm, that sounds like that one comic animosity, but not as violent. And so the Rangers have to figure out what's going on, but Monterey knows what's going on, because back in his old days, he knew Gadget's father and their work with the ARS, the Animal Rescue Signal, which would basically give animals super strength to help defend themselves. It seems to have fallen into the wrong hands, and the Rangers have to deal with that. Now here's something funny that I noticed. Monterey Jack calls it him and the whole team behind the ASR, However, that's a misspelling because it's A-R-S elsewhere. It's A-R-S on a big control panel. He speaks it as the animal rescue signal in one point, but then he mentions it as the A-S-R in two other places. I think that might have been a little mistake because when you when you say out the, the, the acronym A-R-S, uh, it sounds a little bit rude. So they might have had a little bit of language barrier when they made the story. ARS versus ASR, Hmm. they go globetrotting all over the place because the various pieces of this puzzle are found in Greenland, the US, Brazil, Australia, so they've got to go to all those locations. In the end of the story there's a hostage situation and to be continued. So overall I really enjoyed the book. Visually, I love it. The characters are very on-model with Castellani's own touches and this was a lot of work. One artist doing two stories with dozens of characters. Layouts are gorgeous. Pages alternate between full bleed art, variety of panels, close-ups, scene panoramas, action lines and everything. Colorization is beautiful. It's cell shading with great detail. It's just a really great-looking book. A couple of pages are a little too busy, but it fits with the story because there's a lot of action. And the stories by Spectre and Brill are also very enjoyable. I liked the direction that the Ducktail story was going, and just the global aspect of the Chippendale story also was enjoyable. So big thumbs up for this comic book. Two stories for the price of one. This week I read Disney Afternoon Giant number one from IDW. And this has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. See you next week.